everybody, and welcome back. I am the Bull, and this is See the Bull Ski, the podcast where I talk about leadership, followership, resiliency, and wellness. Last week, I talked about the power of goals and shared some tips and tricks to help get you started on your own goals. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please make sure to do so and maybe share it out to whoever you think it might be helpful to. Today, I'm totally going to flip the script because today we are going to talk about the exact opposite of goals. I'm going to talk about the power of doing nothing. Yes, that's right. Literally nothing and why it can actually be a good thing. So let's get into it. If you're like me, you probably feel like in our fast-paced world, everything is go, go, go. And if you aren't moving forward and achieving goals constantly, be they your own goals or somebody else's, then you're falling behind everyone else. You know, it's like there's this sense that every waking second must be about getting ahead. And maybe someday you will do or have enough and finally be happy. But is that true? You know, maybe it is to an extent. I mean, doesn't it feel great to achieve something you've been working towards? Yes, of course it does. But how many times have you finally achieved what you were trying to achieve just to get there and be like, yep, I, I finally did it. Okay, what's next? You know, it really it's a really sucky feeling. And I feel like it's a societal manipulation tactic to keep you moving, but not for your own benefit, but somebody else's. You know, maybe that's not always the case, but it sure feels that way sometimes, doesn't it? I'll tell you what. The last two weeks, my wife has been out of town and I've had to take care of the house and dogs by myself while also going to school and doing work. You know, it, it's not backbreaking. It wasn't the end of the world. You know, I kept working out and basically was moving at all times while she was away. Now, to an extent, this was helpful because, you know, I missed my wife and you know, being active kept me from sitting around and being lonely. But she came home yesterday and when we got back from the airport, I didn't want to do anything. Literally I, nothing. Right. All of a sudden, my energy was just gone. Poof. You know, did I work out yesterday? Nope. Did I work out today? Nope. We got home and we just sat together, watched TV, you know, read a little, walked the dogs. And today we went and saw the new Thor movie. It, it was all right. But as I was sitting down thinking about my lack of motivation, I realized I was beating myself up for not being productive for two days. Heaven forbid, two whole days of me just breathing and relaxing. I even looked up how many days off could I take from working out without it hurting my progress. Like, seriously? For the record, it is about two weeks. But anyway, I realized the things I usually do for my own self-care were kind of becoming more of a chore that if I didn't do, ended up stressing me out, which is ironic because I started doing these things in part to help with stress to begin with. Just relaxing for the last two days, I really started to appreciate the power of doing nothing. So I did a little research about my unique revelation and I found out it's not even that unique of a revelation and that many many people you know, experience the same things that I found myself experiencing. So if you're like me in this regard, hang tight because there is some absolute benefit from not doing anything. In case you don't know, maybe you've never heard of this term, there's a Danish concept called hygge. Um, I'm probably not saying that right. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E, and it says it's pronounced Hugo, which means just staying in and getting cozy. And then there's a Swedish term called lagum, L-A-G-O-M, lagum, which is about approaching everything in moderation. There's a new trend or a newer trend from the Dutch called Nixon, N-I-K-S-E-N, pronounced Nixen. Nixon seriously means to do nothing or to be idle or doing something without any use. 
the definition came from Carolyn Hamming, who is the managing director of the CSR Centrum, which is a coaching center in the Netherlands that helps people manage stress and recover from burnout. I always like when we say that we manage stress because you're never going to get rid of it, but you can learn ways to help manage it. And stress is one of the big demons in our westernized you know, fast paced life. And it kind of makes me remember a quote from the first Dr. Strange movie. I mean, hey, I'm a Marvel guy, forgive me. You know, there's a scene when the character Mordo is talking to the Sorcerer Supreme and says something like, you know, you taught me to conquer my demons, to which the Sorcerer Supreme says, we can never learn to conquer our demons, but we can, we can learn to live among them or something like that. Anyway, Carolyn says that Nixon can be as simple as just hanging out or listening to music. The key here is that whatever you're doing is not done in order to achieve anything except maybe to relax. Now, I don't know about you, but I know people that the very concept of Nixon would cause them to panic and stress out. And I think that speaks volumes to the value that Nixon can actually provide. There is a vast difference in not doing anything ever in abusing the concept and say, learning how and when to take a break, put your internal engine in idle, and allowing yourself the time and space to remember why you're trying so hard to begin with and why you're stressing out about life to begin with. I know quite a few successful people, you know, not like celebrities, but people who you'd look at and maybe be intimidated by or inspired by their success. And thinking back, you know, as I'm, as I'm talking right now, like I remember having talks with most of them at some point about, are they happy? And some of them were, but not all. And honestly, I think the ones that are were the happiest are the ones that knew or recognized when it was time to relax and enjoy life and everything they've been working for instead of just pushing themselves nonstop. Because what's the point? Like seriously, what's the point of achieving all this stuff and having all this money and all of these things if you aren't enjoying life or having people to enjoy it with you? Now, I'm a big fan of mindfulness, which is all about being in the moment. And I found this article about Nixon that talks about the difference between mindfulness and Nixon. It says that Nixon is about carving out time to just be or even just letting your mind wander rather than forcing or focusing on details. You know, everyone is going to have a different approach to Nixon. But the point is to allow yourself the time to just let your brain go where it needs to go without the pressures of life directing its focus. At this point, you know, I've brought up the Danish, the Swedish, the Netherlands, the Dutch, and a few other countries, and you might be thinking, you know, yeah, that sounds great, buddy, but this is America, so who cares? And I just want to point out that most of the countries I pointed out and brought up, they have some of the lowest rates of stress and burnout levels in the world versus America, which has some of the highest, and it is continuously growing. So maybe it's time we start learning from our brothers and sisters across the world. What really fascinates me as I look more and more into this concept of Nixon is what the research says about its benefit in that it's actually, it actually boosts creativity and drum roll please, productivity. That's right, doing nothing can actually increase productivity or more accurately, doing nothing can end up resulting in more productivity. But how can this be? Well, it's very simple when you think about it. If you read anything about stress and how the human mind responds and reacts to stress, you know, again, stress is just your body's reaction to demands placed upon it. What happens is your brain's higher level creative problem solving centers actually get impaired when you're stressed out, resulting in you relying on quick, less effective approaches just to get you through the situation and into the next stressful situation. 
That whole flight or flight mentality means it doesn't matter how efficient you are, just get through it because there are 17 more things waiting right around the corner. This approach might be quicker, but it's less effective and less efficient, and it can actually make things worse further down the road. But in the stressed out moment, you probably aren't concerned about down the road. You just want to get to the next step. Nixon is more akin to intentionally slowing down, realizing the world isn't going to end and letting your brain recover so that when it is time to re-engage, you have the mental and physical reserves and capacity that you can pull from and enough of what makes you you, you know, bring it back so that your internal tank can get it done even better. Doing nothing opens your mind and allows your brain the freedom to imagine, to create, to innovate without the burden of tasks weighing you down. I know the idea of comparing a brain to a computer is kind of outplayed, but it does work in this capacity. Anyone who knows what happens, you know, when you have a hundred different tabs open on your computer, you haven't done a disk defragment in a year, you know, or allowed an update and a restart to occur. Anybody, y'all know what happens? Yeah, you're gonna have problems. And even though doing these things might be inconvenient in the moment, it's what your computer needs in order to run effectively and not crash. Brains are kind of the same way. I know that a lot of us, we feel like we have hundreds of tabs open in our brain and we're not quite sure where that music is coming from. And sometimes, you know, you gotta do a forced restart and you just gotta let the computer cool down, you know, reset and just get your breath so that you can get your feet back under you before you end up crashing. Now, here's a cool part about the concept of Nixon. Even when you aren't consciously or purposefully trying to solve issues, your brain is still processing and organizing the information in the background. It's kind of like the whole, you're too close to the problem idea. Sometimes what's holding you back from seeing the solution is you're looking too hard at the problem. You know, you gotta relax your eyes and just let it come to you. And I think that's a special part of Nixon. It's an intentional part, uh, it, you know, it's taking the time to do it intentionally. And what can seem hard or selfish, you know, it definitely can, I think we all need it. And worse, I think we all know that we need it. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who's ever woken up on a Saturday and gone, you know what? I'm not doing beep today. You know, I'm not doing nothing. I just want to put on some PJs and veg out for the day. Congrats, folks. That's Nixon. Or close. It's actually burnout. But, you know, the whole concept of I know that I'm at my breaking point and if I don't relax, I'm going to fry. Yeah. Nixon is intentionally doing that before you get to that end all be all. So, you know, I've talked about it before, but burnout is real. And Nixon is an awesome preventer of burnout. Why is burnout so bad? Because burnout means that you've hit your limit and you've got nothing left. Like, think about it like a car. Burnout would be if you run out of gas on the freeway. If you had paid attention to the gas gauge, you could have easily pulled into a gas station, refilled and been on your way. But now you're stuck on a freeway and you have to push your car off the freeway or get help you know, that's never fun getting that help to the next gas station, which is going to take way longer than if you had just stopped the vehicle on your own. Well, we as people are the cars in this scenario. Everyone can experience burnout. So we need to pay attention to our own internal gas gauges so that we don't break down on the proverbial freeway because the breakdown always seems to occur when we got a destination to get to in a hurry, doesn't it? One of the main questions that I can imagine people asking is you know, how do you start doing this? That makes sense because our brains augment to our behaviors and habits and vice versa. So how do you learn to Nixon it up? It's such a weird question, right? How do you learn to do nothing? Well, like anything, you just have to start by trying and adapting to the experiences. And here's a tip. 
if you try to do nothing and you literally can't or you start getting anxious about doing nothing, that may mean that you really need to do it a bit more, you know, at least for the time being. Remember, the basic concept of Nixon is intentionally doing nothing or at least not doing anything with an objective in mind. So I'm not saying that you have to stare at a wall, but try to do something just for the pleasure of it. Read a book, play a video game, do a puzzle, talk to your family, play with your pets, go for a walk, stay off your phone, you know, enjoy nature. There is one particular downside to Nixon. Uh, and this is when you intentionally kind of slow down, you could end up ruminating or dwelling on what hasn't been done or focusing on all the things you need to do or, you know, maybe by providing yourself the time to do nothing, you instead end up beating yourself up for not being productive. But remember, the intent of Nixon is to relax so that you can feel refreshed and better able to be productive when it is time to get back to work. Also, I can kind of see some people using this concept as justification to not ever be productive, and that isn't the intent either. Everything in moderation, right? There is a time to be productive, but there is also a time to relax. Eve Ekman, the director of training at the Greater Good Science Center at the University of California states, everyone is looking for some way back to ease and connection, and cites the research that shows strong evidence of slowing down and reducing anxiety. This also helps in slowing down the aging process. Yes, you heard me right. Stressing out too much actually ages you, and it even improves your immune system. By, by dialing down. I'm not, I'm not saying stressing improves your immune system. Uh, stressing out too often and too much actually hurts your immune system. For those that don't know, when you are stressed for prolonged periods of time, your immune system is less effective because the body is responding to the stress by diverting resources and energy to the stress response, which takes away from other essential functioning like immune system. In short bursts, it's overall not that bad. And usually the body can balance itself out relatively quickly. Uh, but stress over long periods of time without respite can actually hurt not only your mental and emotional state, but your physiological state as well. So just some food for thought, especially if you notice you're getting sick more and more often. Could stress actually be a factor because your immune system is being suppressed by your stress response or your continuous stress response, I should say. Um, I did allude to it a bit earlier, but slowing down really does help with innovation because you're allowing your brain the time and mental space to think of new ideas rather than focusing on the stress and you know, you're compromising your mental state and your ability to think rationally and critically. And you know, that's likely gonna rely on older conventional systems. So if you need to be creative, you might wanna walk away for a second rather than diving in, but it all depends on how you're handling your stress at the time. None of this is black or white and the answers will be different for pretty much everyone. But the evidence is pretty clear or you know, shows a pretty good correlation. And as an old commander of mine used to say, sometimes you have to slow down in order to speed up. And I know I've said that quote before, but wise words sometimes need to be repeated. So using this information, I challenge you all listening to take some time this week, put it in your phone as a reminder or whatever, but make sure to take some time, five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever, and engage in some Nixon. N-I-K-S-E-N. -E Look it up if you're curious. Do it with a friend, spouse, your kids, pets, whatever you think will help you disengage and make yourself a priority. From my own personal experiences, I can tell you with absolute certainty from me that if you ignore your own gas gauge and try to drive across country, 
on a single tank of gas, you're gonna break down. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but it is gonna happen. In trying to save time, you end up spending more time trying to recover, which only adds to the stress and discomfort and then it becomes a vicious cycle. Take some time to remember why you do what you do and who you're doing it for. Not to mention the role modeling that you know you can in our setting for those around you. So little, little interesting worldly wisdom that I came across and wanted to share. So thanks for hanging out with me today and listening. As always, I hope this was at least a little informative and helpful. And don't fret if it takes some time you know, to learn and get comfortable with. I beat myself up a bit when I decided to take the weekend off from my goals because you know, my, I just needed to take a break. And if your goals end up becoming a chore that you resent, then the risk becomes you, you lose all motivation to do it altogether. So there's nothing wrong with taking a pause when you need it. It doesn't make you lazy or worthless. It just means you needed to take a break and none of us can be blamed for that. And anybody who would blame you or beat you up for needing that idle time isn't someone who's looking out for your best interests. So maybe forget that person, you know, because if you break, those type of people are certainly gonna forget you. So sorry, had one last piece to say of motivation. So anyway, let me know on Twitter what you do or what you did for your own Nixon this week. You can find me on Twitter at the letter C underscore the underscore bull underscore ski. And I wish you all a wonderful week, an unproductive Nixon when you need it. And I will check you out next time.